When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey guys, welcome to episode seven of the TFL Talking Trucks podcast. And today we are all about General Motors and we've got some of probably uh, the people that are influencing the most the truck that you guys are driving. Uh, so we've got a whole um, great lineup of engineers and GM people here and let me introduce them. Uh, first and foremost, of course, there's Andre, uh, managing editor of TFL Truck. Say hi, Andre. Hi, and I do not work for General Motors. Uh, I work <laughs> for TFL Truck. <laughs> and then next, uh, we've got uh, the man in charge of uh, uh, chief engineer for full-size trucks and SUVs at uh, GM. So say hi to Tim. Is it Herrick? Am I saying it right, Tim? Yeah, it's uh, Tim Herrick. And actually, Jim Danny, he's in charge of those. I'm just helping him out. So oh, sorry. this is our transition <laughs> party. So yeah. So Jim Danny <clears throat> yeah. yeah, is now in charge. So hi, Jim. Hi. Thanks uh, for having me. Michael Fiera, who's part of the uh, PR team over at uh, GM. So thank you, Mike, for putting all this together. I'm really grateful. Absolutely, so I'm glad to do it. Uh, so wait a minute. So Jim, do you report to Tim? Yes. So well, uh, Tim got promoted to to vice president. Congratulations okay. again. And uh, so Tim's in charge of all of our product programs, and and then I uh, filling trying to fill some big shoes. Um, so I'm responsible for the full size trucks and SUVs now. Thank you for joining TFL Talking Trucks podcast. If you love pickup trucks or big full-size SUVs. If you love trailering, towing, and going off-road, this is the right place to be. Together, we can make this podcast the most popular ever. Well, we love trucks here at TFL, as you know. Um, and on this episode, uh, first of all, thank you for joining us during this very busy time, very kind of strange time. Uh, we're all doing it from our home offices. So we're, we're all meeting together. Um, on, on this show, um, I kind of wanted to talk about, you know, all things GM, like the big SUV that are coming out, like the Tahoe Suburban, etc., Yukon and the Cadillac, um, and also the full-size trucks, obviously, um, because we have the people, you guys, uh, who know the, this the best, and also kind of answering a couple of questions from our audience that we've been hearing over the last, you know, few weeks or a few months. Um, and, and first, uh, I, I always watch kind of how the industry is doing, how the truck market is doing. And in Q1, I was looking at you guys' sales for, for trucks, specifically, you know, light duty and heavy duty pickups. And you guys did remarkably well as far as compared, you know, Q1 of this year to the previous year. 
Yeah, hey, I, I'm sorry, Andre, I didn't hear that quite right. Just say that again. <laughs> you did, you did <laughs> really well. 27% improvement. 27% oh. according to my notes. All right. <laughs> Thank you. It was very clear that time. <laughs> Look, could we well, the close the call now? Yeah. <laughs> the question is... Here, drop the mic. No, thanks. Why? Why? Why are you guys rocking it on, in the truck world? What's, what have you changed? Uh, and why do you think more buyers are turning toward um, GM trucks? And that's a softball question, gentlemen. So. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll, I'll kind of start. And, you know, you guys were with us from the, well, for many, many years, but on, on the uh, next generation of, you know, the Tahoe's that are coming out soon, the Sierra's, uh, the pickup trucks that are, that are out, um, the Silverado's and all that. You were there at the very beginning as, as we rolled them out and, and then Jim's going to, uh, finish completing the whole thing but you know we were highly confident in the whole architecture we we know trucks we know trucks from our customers we've talked to a lot of them um, and really put into this new architecture um, everything that they wanted in a truck that that meant something to them a bigger box in the back all the tie downs uh, we we had the trailering features that we put in all the stuff that you guys were able to take a look at a great look uh, for the for the vehicles, both the Chevy and the GMC, more differentiation than we've ever had in the lineup. We uh, <clears throat> we really focused on the customer and gave them different looks for a Silverado to a um, to a Sierra, and then um, taking that back up at, at the, another level when we went into the heavy duties and we're, we're extremely proud of all of our trucks and especially the heavy duty. We took a um, kind of a, a departure. We uh, have even more differentiation between the light duty and heavy duty, and then more differentiation uh, Chev to GMC on, on both of them. So it's really resonating well with our customers. Um, they, they love them. They love the screens. They love the interiors. They love how they use them. Uh, they, they love the multi-pro tailgates getting them in, the, um, the power tailgates getting them in, uh, just the great looks. And then the great value and, and, you know, kind of we talked about it early, a truck for everybody from high value, high volume to high feature. We, we have it all through the whole lineup. And then I'll just end with uh, <clears throat> as we built out our last models of the SUVs here just a little bit ago uh, and turning the plant around right now. And Jim knows uh, how that's going and more about that. But uh, we've always dominated in the SUV segment. And uh, we have, we have uh, no doubt that when we roll these out, that from what you've seen both in the Chevy GMC and the Cadillac, that uh, we're going to be able to really flex our architectural muscle and give all the customers exactly what they want. You guys have, um, if I'm not mistaken, seven different powertrains and three different transmissions, which is, you know, that's a lot of powertrains and transmissions. Is that difficult to have that many choices for customers? Like, not difficult. It's just, it's a it's a power cube and how they combine. You know, it sounds like it sounds like a lot, but you've got um, you've got the V6 that's been tried and true for us. That kind of started at at the bottom end um, <clears throat> as the base as the base powertrain, and it's got a six speed coupled with it. And then you can step up to you know a two seven the high tech uh, two point seven liter with an eight speed. It's just a fantastic. Uh, package. Then you can walk up from there to uh, to a five three, and you can uh, uh, with an eight speed, 
and just a great package there. Then you could go up to, if you really, you know, on the higher end want to go to a, a 6.2 and a 10 speed, then that's an awesome package. And then you kind of mentioned it. Uh, we talked a little bit about the diesel uh, before we got started, but just a fantastic, with the diesel and the 10 speed, uh, that kind of gives them everything, the power, the torque, the towing, the, um, the, the drivability, and just the fun to drive. So, you know, that's more like kind of like five in the lineup and how you, how you use them. Um, so we were smart on how we, we talked to our customers a lot, where we put them by trim package, because you can't get some of them in the higher end trim package, right? Yep. So we kind of focused them in areas. Uh, and then the plant, you know, able to build them and, and put them together um, without too much, uh, we, very common between uh, some of the components that, like the transmission and the like. You know, congratulations on winning this year's uh, Gold Hitch Award uh, for uh, the best diesel full-size truck. Uh, I think you guys hit it out of the ballpark with that straight six. Uh, how long of a process was that to develop that? I mean, you know, that's a, that's a ground-up new diesel, and those don't come along very often. No, we knew that when we first started. You know, we really don't talk about the length of time, but it had been quite, you know, quite some time, uh, you know, defined in months and maybe years, but uh, defined um, as a long time. You know, and we kind of talked about this previously, but I think it's really good to emphasize that when we started off the architecture, we had that engine in mind, uh, being a straight six, as well as, you know, to package it, getting all the horsepower, getting all the torque, you know, we really had it in mind, um, you know, to build to that crescendo as we, uh, as we developed it. So uh, it, it took a while. The, the t it was really worth it. We're extremely proud of it. I'm um, glad that you, glad you like it and thank you for the award. And, um, and uh, you know, your sense of the obvious is very keen because uh, it is a great package. But, uh, <clears throat> you know. There's, there's a means to my, my madness here because we just yeah. bought a Trail Boss with the 5.3, but we would have loved to have bought it with that 3-liter. But that's one combination that we can't get, unfortunately. You have to go to the Sierra to get that. And not that there's anything wrong with the Sierra, uh, but the word Silverado for our audience just has so much more um, clickable <laughs> value. And so yeah. we. You just, yeah, you never, know, you never know where these things end up, right? So. No, that, that, that'd be good. So, yep. Yeah, I mean, we, we hear kind of, uh, everybody loves to be a critic, right? And we, we hear a lot about, um, you know, why isn't General Motors offering like every engine in every trim level? Or, you know, yeah. why can't I buy like a work truck with a 6.2 or et cetera, et cetera? Why can't I get this or that? Uh, what are some of your uh, answers? Yeah, I'll take that one on. Um, you know, really from our, our standpoint, we'd love to offer everything to everybody. And we try to really spend a lot of time, you know, understanding from the customer what they want. But in the end, you know, the plant has, you know, we only have so much capacity at the plant and complexity costs, um, you know, money and time. And it's tough for the operators to really, um, you know, be able to learn how to build all the combinations. So we try to be smart about it. And, um, you know, pick and choose which ones we think will really resonate in the market. And I think for the most part, we get it, you know, we get it 90% right, you know, and, and, and everybody's, you know, wants their thing, um, you know, and, uh, but it really is comes down to trying to cut down on the complexity that we got to build in the plants. Well, I think this is a good transition because, um, you know, you're also putting this three liter turbo diesel in their SUVs, right? So, so let, let's talk a little bit about switching gears just a little bit. 
um, to your 2021s, like the Chevy Tahoe, the Suburban, the Yukon, Yukon XL, Escalate. I mean, you guys are pretty busy. Yeah, we're really busy. Yeah, we're actually um, right in the middle of launching our Arlington plant. Um, the team down there has been doing a great job. We were able to build out the uh, K2s um, last week. Um, and so now we're in there, of course, using safety as our top priority. So we've got a lot of measures in to keep folks safe in the plant um, as we go through this situation with the COVID-19. And so we're now in there converting the plant over um, to start building the T1s. Um, and we'll hopefully be doing that here um, in the not too distant future. So yeah, we're very, very busy. We're uh, doing uh, Chevys and GMCs. Uh, the Cadillac will come a little bit later. I know you guys probably saw that we introduced all of those. Um, we're super proud of them. You know, the, the architecture is phenomenal. Um, you know, the K2s were great uh, vehicles. They dominated the segment, um, especially the Chevy. You know, I don't know if you guys know, but almost one in two full-size SUVs that have been sold out in the market is a Chevy. Um, so we really dominate and no other competitors even close, not even half of what yeah. we do. So, um, you know, we've really been, we've been in it for a long time. Uh, Tim and his team and the folks that came before even Tim uh, really set us up strong in this, uh, in this, this segment. And uh, the new one we're really super, super proud of. Yeah, it seems you know, like the architecture is just <clears throat> phenomenal. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, it seems like there were three important decisions I suspect that were made early on, right? Uh, and I'll tell you the three that I think are the most critical. First of all, you've got independent rear suspension now uh, with air suspension. But the one that I really think uh, will resonate with buyers is the fact that you've got the most room I've ever seen behind that third row, right? And uh, I got to tell you that, you know, once I got in that, it was like one of those, oh, duh moments, because I, I can't, you know, there's so many vehicles you get into in the third row and you close the hatchback and then there's like not enough room to put like, uh, let's call it a roller board, right? One of those small suitcases you can put in a plane compartment. And yet in yours, that backspace, even with the third row up, probably has more trunk space than most sedans, uh, full-size sedans. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Roman, that was uh, something that we worked on very early in the architecture. And we saw, you know, if, if there was one thing that, uh, that we wanted to improve, we wanted to improve everything, right? But the one thing we wanted to improve in talking to our customers was kind of the, the room behind the third row, and you kind of hit on it, you could barely put a set of golf clubs in there, right? And then you had the third row accommodations in the shorter wheelbase. Um, that was something that, that wasn't, um, wasn't the, the best and we wanted to improve that. And then we also then took the floor and, and how we moved the floor down and opened up the back aperture. We heard from some of our customers that the back aperture could be even bigger. So I don't know if this is an aha moment, but when you take then, uh, that kind of works you right into the independent rear suspension. How can I lower the frame, straighten it out, get great performance, you know, crash worthiness in the wise, uh, otherwise from the back end. How do I lower that, lower the load floor, then uh, take the occupant, uh, keep the H point, their hip point at the same, lower their feet. And I don't have an axle move in there anymore. Give them awesome third row accommodations. Then give them, uh, lengthen up the vehicle a little bit to give them behind the third row and um, accommodations there. And then even more when the third row's down for other storage. So all that work, that whole back end of the truck all worked together. And we had a, we had a team of about 
six people that were working directly with um, myself and the chief at the time that just every line and every millimeter and everything in that back end of that truck we fussed with. And then we experimented with how would it work. We built models to see, okay, how much room is that? Is that enough? And then we, uh, we, I sat in a number of bucks where we could move the seat up and down and we could move the foot down and then found that sweet spot to, to take all of those things and put them together. And then finally, when we lengthened out the vehicle and, you know, the whole architecture got a little taller, we actually put, um, we put foam pieces on the outside of our trucks. Maybe you'll find this story funny. We put foam pieces on the outside of our trucks. And um, so we knew how big they were. And they're, uh, they're about that much longer uh, in the back end of a, of a Tahoe. And so we actually um, sent our business manager down to the airport and all the ramps in town and, and had her drive around and make sure we could get under all the stuff in, t in town and the heights and that we could, uh, the length of it and how, where we could park it and stuff like that. To the point that here's the funny part is that the police down at the at uh, Detroit Metro Airport stopped her and asked her what the heck she was doing. And when she told them, they said, well, you should leave. Just leave. <laughs> <clears throat> and so um, that's why we sent her. But um, and so, you know, we, we did a lot of fussing with the whole with the whole back end. And you pointed out all the things that, uh, and, you know, thanks for appreciating that. And our customers do, too. Well, well, we haven't driven them. I mean, we I, I really want to drive the new uh, full size SUVs for sure. Um, and I think I mean, they were solid rear axle. I mean, they were very, very similar to their pickup truck counterparts. Right. And now there's like a little bit more differentiation, if I can say that, where, yep. you know, they're, they're a little bit more unique to what they do. Uh, but are you losing any truckiness to it? You know, uh, what about some people who are worried about that? Okay, the independent suspension is very comfortable, nice, big, strong, but, but can I still tow a trailer and, you know, haul weight? Well, I'll let Jim. Jim, Jim was, uh, prior to this job, he actually did, he was the... Uh, lead and was global functional leader in chassis, um, and he uh, he did all that work for us and, and his team uh, working hand in hand. So Jim, I'll let you answer those questions. You did a yeah, great job. Yeah, it's a good question. You know, I think uh, you know people get used to sort of what their truck um, is um, over time, and uh, this is really a no compromise uh, solution. Um, Tim really drove our team. I'm speaking in my old job as the as the chassis executive lead, really drove our old team to say, hey, we want to make this thing better, but not give up anything. Um, and that's what the team was really able to do. Um, you know, we have a brand new frame under this truck um, that allows us to, you know, keep our capacities uh, up on the vehicle. Um, from a towing standpoint, I actually believe that, 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 that from a towing standpoint, it's actually better. You know, with the, with the independent rear suspension on the vehicle, the ride and handling, um, on the truck is very much improved. Um, even before coming into this job, I, I'm a big, um, you know, long wheelbase utility customer. I've probably had a dozen of them. Um, and so I'm very familiar with them um, in the K2 uh, format. Um, great, great truck. I now have a, I have a Suburban parked in my garage, now a new one. And uh, it's just a, a phenomenal vehicle from um, a standpoint of what it's capable of doing everything from like what Tim talked about with accommodations, but also down to the nuts and bolts of what people use trucks for, you know, hauling people and hauling stuff. And so, 
and, and the durability of it second to none too. We, it went through all the same durability, everything. We didn't uh, hold back on anything when it came to uh, validating it for Jim and his team. So, you know, we do what a lot of people enjoy is the world's toughest towing test, the Ike Gauntlet. And we can't wait to take these trucks up and down it. As you guys know, probably, you know, we do a couple different tests. So we drive the truck down the hill, eight miles, steepest grade allowable. And then we count the number of brake applications and we hook it up to a trailer, of course, and run it back up the hill and then see how fast it goes up the hill, keeping within the speed limit and seeing what kind of fuel economy it gets. Um, so, you know, when we run these trucks up and down the Ike Gauntlet, any suggestions on how we could make that test more relevant? You guys you have a lot of engineering expertise and we would Take love- Take your to wallet so you can pay the tickets. <laughs> <laughs> but is there anything you'd love to see us do that would, would you know, uh, make the test better, I guess, is a question. I think the, using the camera system, yeah. um, you know, for, for towing and, and uh, 360 views that you have there, the, the cameras, um, on the back of the on the back of the trailer, uh, that's all getting rolled out. I think that's important. The um, just the ride and, and feeling the ride and handling of it. Jim talked about it. Um, it's the it's so pleasant. I I have a place up north that um, up until lately I I could go to, um, but we've been I can't go to our our other uh, residences right now. But um, <clears throat> it's so much fun to drive. It, it'll feel like there's nothing behind you. So just experience that. You can, you can, um, the handling and the links and the things that we put in there in the rear end really, really help out with the, with the towing. So, yeah. um, well, how would it, you know, yeah, Tim, I think on the front end too, you know, we talk about the rear end a lot, but you know, we went to, um, electronic power steering. Um, you know, we have in the new architecture and then we've got, we call it e-boost, but it's, uh, um, you know, um, electric um, braking, still hydraulic, but this, it's not vacuum based. Um, and we're real proud of both those uh, systems. The steering precision is top notch um, uh, in the vehicle. Um, you won't want to do it with the trailer on it, but when you're doing some of your testing, you know, do some lane change maneuvers um, and uh, get a feel for what we've done there, that the vehicle is very, very stable. And then uh, going from the standard vacuum based hydraulic brake system to the uh, new eBoost system that we introduced in the in the, in the pickups, and now we have it in the SUVs, uh, really, really uh, allows us to have real precision braking um, as well. So those are a couple things that also will help uh, people just feel more confident in their towing. So yeah. I, I'm sure the people listening to this and watching this are wondering, when can I go get one? <laughs> <laughs> what, what is your best guesstimate on when you can actually see them at the dealerships? And let's start with- Stay with home, the stay home, quarter. flatten the curve. Yeah, of course. Get one sooner. Don't run out of <laughs> but, but you know, fourth quarter is that when we're, we're hoping to get them out there? Third, that, fourth quarter, right in there, right? Yeah. Which one? Which one comes first? Is it the Tahoe, the Suburban? You said the Escalade is going to be later. So the, uh, the the Tahoe and the Yukon will come first in the short wheelbase, and then really closely followed behind the long wheelbase. So the Suburban and the Yukon XL um, will be right right behind it. I mean, within a few weeks, and okay. then um, then the the uh, the Escalade will come out later on. Okay, so maybe third quarter. So we're looking later this summer. If we, you know, if, once we get yeah. through. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's good news. And by the way, I mean, a lot of manufacturers are doing, and dealerships are doing the thing where you can actually buy vehicles remotely. Uh, we're, we're learning a lot more about this. So 
you really have to go and shake hands with everybody right. uh, all the time. So, so yeah, I was going to mention earlier when Tim was talking about you know what we would, what we did to sort of have that good good first quarter on trucks. We got to mention our dealers. I mean, they really stepped up, um, looking at their business models and trying to do things a little bit differently. And again, still stay safe, but um, be able to get product out there for customers. So they're a huge mm -hmm. part of of that as well. Yeah, our um, our videographer, one of our guys, just bought a new Silverado. I got a great deal on it and never, you know, never went <laughs> to the dealership, basically. Just did it all online. Um, yeah. So, you know, people are out there buying trucks and cars right now. It's just, uh, you know, it's just harder in some ways yeah. or easier, depending on what kind of, you know, experience you're looking for. Hey, the, the last thing on, on towing, and <clears throat> uh, I don't know if you guys got a chance to see any of our videos about uh, some of the trailer technology that we're rolling out and um, how we can stop a truck and trailer in the same distance. And, you know, when you can travel again and get a chance to come on out, I'd love to, I'd love to show you that because we're, we're really pushing the envelope technology wise with all, with all of our partners, um, you know, the, tra the trailing industry. And that's, you know, taking what Jim talked about, the EBU system, putting it on to a trailer um, and then setting up the trailer, right. And getting, getting uh, some of the, greatest engineers in the world to calibrate it and the results have been phenomenal so get a chance yeah, to yeah i actually did a story on it when, when we were um here in colorado at the last uh, one of the last yeah. programs that we were able to do um and it's good because it's kind of the wild west right now out there when it comes to actually you know towing and trailering everybody's got their own standard and so it's great to see a, a manufacturer yeah. stepping up and, and actually you know using the market of their brand to to, to kind of make it a little bit less like herding cats. <laughs> yeah, they, thanks for doing that. We're very uh, pleased with the interest that they're showing uh, in the technology and partnering with us. Yeah, I, I wanted to kind of get back a little bit to iGauntlet for a second and then kind of move on to a different topic. Um, what we've done this year, well, for 2020, like we said, you know, we're, in, we're announced our winners, um, the three liter one. Um, but what I'm seeing is, is that uh, three liter Duramax um, straight six. Um, and it was actually pretty impressive on power delivery. And then we also did some fuel efficiency runs in it on the flat highway. And it did, it did really, really well there. Um, and uh, I, of course, we have all the feedback in our video, as, as you probably have seen. But what's happening is for some of the like heavy duty trucks, we had to change our kind of uh, benchmarks and, and settings because the capabilities are growing, the trailer weights are increasing, you know, the dualies are now over 35,000 pounds on maximum trailer uh, towing. Yep, uh, uh, so we have to change our timing benchmarks, our fuel efficiency benchmarks to compare all of them together, right, from, from every manufacturer. And it's good to hear from you guys that, and I think technology is gonna play a bigger role, right? Like as you were saying, so, Actually, you know, uh, whether it's like a backup assist system or, you know, camera system, um, as the question, other Andre? driver aids. What's the question, dude? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Got an answer. <laughs> uh, what's the question, my friend? What, what's what's the question? Um, I I don't know. Uh, I guess. Um, how about how, saying, about how about I'll help you? Uh, let, okay. let, let, Let's swap to this next topic on our list. What about electrification, gents? I know the Hummer's coming out. Uh, hopefully, that's going to be electric. How big of an electric? How big is electrification going to be uh, in, 
your upcoming vehicles in the next, let's go 10 years. And I know you don't like to talk future products, so I'm, I'm trying to dance around that. But in general, sure. you see that as, a, as something that is um, going to change the way that we're all driving and trucking. That was my question, actually. Perfect. <laughs> Tim, you want me to take it or you want to go? I'll start, you know, okay. you've heard what uh, Mary and Mark and others have said at, in the company about uh, electrification, especially in the truck, and you named a few of the ones that are, are coming out here in the near future. I think uh, there's a, a, a good, a really good market for it. I think, um, you know, you can read the same stuff I do. Um, really, um, you know, it's kind of the uh, wild west out there as to what's going to, you know, when's, when's the tipping point? And when when is it going to you know start rolling the other way uh, from ice engines to, to all electrified? But um, you know we're really proud of the lineup we got and very happy with the way it's rolled out. And that's about as much as we really want to talk about the electrification. Uh, you know, at least from a, a platform standpoint. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I guess if I were, I'll, I'll, I'll just jump back in. But if I were an engineer, it would be an interesting challenge. So we, um, you know try to stay on top of what's happening. And we bought a, a Tesla Model X because it's the only electric vehicle now that can actually go off-road and potentially tow. So it tows 5,000. And forget about the going off-road. That was a whole debacle that we tried and terrified of actually setting the forest on fire by puncturing a battery and uh, and setting the car on fire. But we we were going to go and tow a very small trailer. Andre, how, was that, how tiny was that trailer that we were trying to tow to Portland in the Tesla? How much did it weigh? Yeah, it was kind of right below 2,000 pounds was the truck. Yeah. And so, so our Tesla Model X had a range of 320, according to the EPA, on a full charge. And we set off from Colorado to go to Portland towing this little tiny trailer. And we got to Cheyenne, Wyoming, and basically threw in the towel because we were getting, at best, 120 miles of range. That's how... Yeah. That's how much range it was using, and it just. And then, you, then normally when you go cross country in an electric vehicle, you guys know this, right? I mean, you've done some great work on the Bolt. Uh, you usually don't let it go fully empty. You, you kind of fill it up, you know, from let's say half to, to full. But every time uh, we would have had to completely fill it from empty to full, which would have meant basically driving for two hours, charging for an hour, driving for two hours, and that's a tiny trailer. And that made going yeah. the thousand miles, twelve hundred miles of Portland, just you know, incredibly painful. And yeah, that's an engineering challenge that you guys are seeing, right? You know what you know what what power is being used when you're pulling a trailer with yeah. a regular gas engine, let alone an electric. So how how do you overcome that? Or is there you know is there something that you can do to overcome that with the current battery states? So let, uh, I can comment. Um, yeah. You know, I think. You, you raise a really good point. I think current battery states um, are an issue. I think the, the technology is ever evolving. Um, certainly here at GM, we're working really hard to improve the technology, the battery technology, because um, that, obviously that's a must, right? That's where, that's where you, all the energy comes from. So um, I think we know how to do, you know, um, electrified truck that can, can handle capacities um, in terms of towing. Um, and as uh, Mary and Mark have said, and we just, you know, just recently had a big uh, EV um, forum, you know, we're really pressing on the battery technology to try to improve its energy density. Um, but it's, it's going to be a journey, right? This isn't going to flip over, you know, switch one day it's ice, the next day it's, uh, it's EV. And I think that's why it's so important that we continue to do what we're doing, at least my team, um, on the uh, ice engine side to make sure that we're still 
creating these awesome trucks, whether they be pickups or light duties or heavy duties or this new uh, SUVs that we're coming out with, because um, they're going to be around for a good long time. Um, and we need to continue to work on our efficiency, right? The three liter diesel is an example, right? You, that thing, um, you know, you can, in a two wheel drive um, pickup, you can you get 33 miles per gallon in that in that truck. And um, so it, that's the things we need to keep doing, improving our race engines while we're out there doing what we're doing on EV as we're making this journey, right? Yeah, and, and do you think that, you know, I'm, I was looking at prices of gas, right? And it's going to be hitting a dollar a gallon now, a dollar. I mean, I don't, I'm God, that was like when I was a kid. It's incredible. It was 89.9 here a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 you know, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of electrification is, 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 is also driven by the cost of gasoline and with gasoline being this inexpensive, then, you know, that must change the metrics on, on what people are going to be doing in terms of the kinds of engines they'll be buying. I think yeah. we have to be careful, you know, about short term versus long term, right? I mean, you got this situation going on, and you know, with the OPEC situation and what have you, and so I think we got to be, we got to look long term here, right? We can't let the things that are happening today, which I think is a bit of an anomaly, yeah. um, drive what we're doing in the future. So I don't know, Tim, you were going to say something. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Roman, you described, you know, the customers and what we've talked about with our customers and how much they want to tow. And that's really the core and the heart of, of especially the pickup market. And so I, th I think that's important. So we, we talked to, we hear this from you, we hear it from many of our customers. So uh, you saw on our EV day, um, we have the finest uh, men and women and engineers working on these things to increase the range, increase the d power density, increase all that stuff, bring the cost down. So that they're off working really hard at that. Um, and, and, uh, no one will outrun us when it comes to that. Uh, the second part then Jim brought up the, you know, the end of the ice age um, is kind of like what, what uh, I like to term it. It's not tomorrow and it's not today, but it's some, it's sometime. Uh, so we work every day uh, with internal combustion engines um, on all of their efficiencies, as well as the vehicle efficiencies, you know, the, the propulsion, the powertrain team and the vehicle team works uh, with me and we we eke out every bit of fuel economy that we can put all the capability in with it and then uh, you know let let the customers tell us as we uh, inflect from one to another or tip from one to another when that's going to be but we're going to deliver both both on both of them the greatest vehicles uh, known to man okay all right so you're basically you're, you're saying that you're still I mean diesel is still very important because I, I was pretty surprised that not surprised, but pleasantly surprised that the diesel it was going to be available in the big SUVs because that hasn't happened in what 20, 30 years. Yeah, no, it's been for almost forever. Yeah, um, and I don't think you're old enough to remember or even have been in one. But um, th yeah, that that's important. We talk to our customers and, and see that. And we just recently, Jim and I reviewed some uh, clinic data for SUVs and what they want for range and fuel economy. And uh, even more now than ever, uh, th that will answer the question for them. And Andre, you want to ask some questions about the MIN 400, right? You had some. Oh yeah, this is good. I... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I heard a rumor, I was not at the MIN 400 off-road race, but our um, uh, Canadian Bureau Chief, Stephen Elmer was there. And I heard a rumor, Tim, that you were you know, in the desert, uh, hands-on, laying down in the sand, and looking underneath the trucks, 
and you guys had the Silverado off-road kind of model, kind of a race truck, um, and of course the Colorado. So tell me some of your about your performance side and the off-road side of the business. I thought my performance in the desert was very good. I'm looking for an Oscar um, with it. Um, but, but I think you go to, go to a, a, a point here of being out there. One, it was just a blast. I want to start with one. We see a ton of customers out there, and we just walked around the parking lot as well as uh, uh, Jacqueline McQuaid was with me. Uh, she has the, uh, the, the smaller truck, the Colorado. Um, so we were both out there talking to customers. So that's that's ultra important, uh, as well as then uh, the the race performance. And we we took um, what was a uh, trail boss out there, a Silverado with a six two in it, and it might have, your guys kind of crawled underneath the two. You see, it has a different uh, rear suspension in it. Some things that we're doing to improve its off road performance and uh, make it go like heck, and uh, especially. Uh, uh, the best of the desert series that uh, uh, we did really well in, and uh, and we're out there testing it, talking to our customers, um, and having a blast, moving ourselves up the uh, the charts as far as uh, others that might be out there testing. You know, we're looking to uh, I don't know, we're looking to prove uh, once again that the Raptor is extinct. Yeah, I mean that that segment's going to get red hot, right? Uh, Ram's going to have the TRX. Ford has the Raptor. You guys have to answer that. It's been 10 years. It's been a long time, you know, with Ford building Raptors with uh, Chevy kind of not building Raptors. So are, are we seeing a serious uh, Raptor fighter down the line? Well, it depends on what your metric is as far as what content and things like that is. You know, we're out there testing. We're out there um, um, in, in the Colorado. We have proven desert performance. Um, and we're going to continue to do the same thing uh, with the Silverado. And, uh, you know, it's not like um, um, they're, they're not watching what we're doing, too, because they kind of came around our pits a little bit. Um, uh, and, and we're seeing what, what we were up to. So uh, we're, you know, it, will it all be the same, exactly the same? We're going to go after what our customers want, what they want to do in the desert, and what they want to use our trucks for. And we're going to give them that. And, uh, you know, let, let, them, uh, let them brag at the bar about who they beat and who they didn't. Well, that would be very exciting because I know with your Colorado midsize trucks and the Canyon, uh, specifically the ZR2, I mean, you introduced the ZR2 model, which was, had Multimatic shocks um, and off-road suspension and tires, et cetera, et cetera. And then you had the kind of the racing catalog, right? So. Um, even if you're more serious, you could introduce those parts. Is that the same kind of blueprint uh, yeah. for the Silverado truck? That's a pretty good formula, isn't it? We'd be really smart to use that. So, well, yeah, I'm that, just saying. Yeah, no, no. I think, <laughs> I think, you, yeah, you, uh, you found us out. So that's what we're, you know. See, we're Andre doing. Rancho, Multimatic. I don't know, you know. Yeah. Well, the Multimatic is. They've been. Uh, you know, it takes. Well, let's talk about some of the loads and stuff. It's a bigger truck with more horsepower, more torque. It's heavier. Uh, we, uh, in, in fact, Jim and I had a number of meetings on this uh, when he was in chassis about let, let's go build uh, mules and find out what the loads are. Let's develop with our partners, uh, Multimatic and our frame suppliers and our chassis team, uh, brackets and, and 
uh, weldments and bolt-ons and whatever we have to do, um, which we found out was uh, not as much as we thought it was going to be to make this truck perform great in the desert with a 6.2 and a, a modified rear suspension and the, uh, the DSSV uh, Multimatic shocks on it. So uh, we put a lot of work into it. And we're real proud of it. So there you go. That's great. Uh, well, I have another 25 questions. Should we start? <laughs> yeah. Before I, before yeah, I get to Andre, the I most to tell you some other stuff. Sure. Cut, cut to the chase, dude. When are you guys bringing back Quadrasteer? <laughs> we don't talk about future product programs That's right. <laughs> but i mean i am uh seasoned enough to remember that one and actually uh worked on that one it was a great package that's very I'm to buy one now. yeah, yeah I know, they're cool they are <laughs> really cool. cool and for those of you guys who don't know what quadra steer is it's it's rear it's rear wheel steering uh and it GM was one of the, I think, if not the first, yeah, probably the first to, to actually bring four-wheels to a truck. <laughs> and, and they're actually becoming sought after now. They're very collectible. Yeah, yep. All right, Andre, I don't want to keep these guys much longer, but go ahead, ask a couple more questions. <laughs> well, uh, and this, well, once again, a lot of these come from the audience as well, so people who watch TFL Truck and who go to tfltruck.com. Uh, and one question that kind of came up a couple times is uh, you have introduced – uh, so your new uh, pickup trucks, like 1500s, right, in the engine uh, choices, and you kind of move those engine choices into the SUVs. But why not? Uh, people want more power always. So why keep the same power ratings? Why not just go through the roof and um, give them 20 more horsepower or something or more? You're talking about when we move them from, from uh, trucks to SUVs? Yeah. Yeah, so that, again, that gets part of it gets to the complexity of things as well, too, right? So um, every time you've got to go in and, and redo calibrations and, and tunings, that's a lot of work um, to do that. And so um, it's really it's really about, um, again, at finding out from the customer what they want. I mean, the 6.2's got 420 horsepower. I mean, that's pretty stout, right? Um, you know, and the, uh, and you know, you've driven, you guys have driven the three liter diesel right at 277. Um, and, uh, so really it's about, yeah, can you push the envelope? Sure you can, but there's a whole bunch of things you gotta worry about. Durability, right? That's a big item for us, right? We wanna um, you know, make sure we're getting great fuel economy um, for folks as well. Um, and so again, there's, there's, we do have a limited amount of resources that we have in the company and, and uh, we try to pick those sweet spots, nail them, do them really, really well. We think better than anybody else. Um, and put it out in the market for our customers. So, hey, hey, Andre, did did we tell you everything we were going to do two years ago, and what was in the hopper? The answer is no. Uh, you can tell me. Tell you with the heavy <laughs> duty everything. Did we all blow it out at once? No. You know, just hang in there. You know, we listen to our customers, and if our customers want more horsepower, uh, you we'll we'll end up uh, giving it to them. You just never know. Okay. Keep, keep well, calling. I gave you and then uh, we'll keep talking. Let me follow up on that. I mean, you know, the theme I'm hearing a lot and it's true, right? Is you guys really listen to your customers. So what, what are, you know, if you were to generalize, what are your customers telling you? What is most important to them? Is it the interior of the truck? Is it the power? Is it the cost? You know, is it reliability? What are they telling you? Yes. <laughs> is it quite well, no, I think that's, you laugh, and that's and it is funny, and it's a, and it's a super good answer, because uh, let's go back to the to to the pickup truck. 
some people fell in love with uh, one feature on one truck that, you know, uh, was good. It was good. It's fine. You mean um, the mid gate so, on the avalanche? What, what are you talking about? No, no, I'm talking about maybe a screen on some uh, one of our competitors' trucks. And so, oh my goodness. So, you know, at the time it was okay. Well, that's, however, you know, we, we stuck to what we do best. Know our customers. Roman, you said it. Um, Andre, you know it too. What our customers really want. And we gave them, gave them all of that. And then we didn't lose our mind over it. So it's an exterior, it's an interior, it's the right interior that, that uh, works for them over time. For, for, they want that interior to look like it did the day they bought it. Five years if they have a five-year lease or five, six, seven, eight years when they're, when they're done with the truck. We went after what they really wanted. And you see the, the proof is in the pudding right now, um, so to speak, as our retail sales are through the roof. You brought it up at the beginning of this. We really know our customers and they want, they want the whole package, whether it's the, 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 the tailgate power or um, the multi-pro, the tie-downs in the box. The couple distances bigger, more uh, more crew cabs, uh, uh, better accommodations in the crew cabs, more differentiation, great uh, great screen size with a with a heads up display as well as an eight inch screen here, an eight inch screen here, all all together and or ten inch on SUVs, all that that whole package together yeah. and the market factory, really factory lift, right? That was a big one. Factory yeah, lift. The, the factory lift with two inches. That's that's huge. So that whole that whole package together is giving us uh, the results that uh, you, you talked about at the beginning. So they're look they're looking for it all. And can you have one of them that say, you know, it's kind of funny when you go to some of the marketing meetings and they say some people want, and it's you know you you got to go to what's the heart and core of the market want. How do you get get as much of that as you possibly can? And uh, Sure, everybody wants a different engine, different things, but you know how the whole package comes together. Uh, Jim is executing the end of it. The whole team, as we put it together, knew the customers and the and the results are as you had stated at the beginning. So that's the best answer we got. I got. Have, have you guys given? This is my this is my own like in, over the last let's say five years, right? Um, off road trucks have become, I think, more. Uh, important to, to the brand for a lot of people, whether they buy it for off-roading or not, it's just, it's a, it's a lifestyle thing, right? And the one thing that, that, that I'm always looking at, it's not just Chevy, it's all the brands. It seems like the trucks are uh, still, oh, I don't know if this is even a word, undertired. Uh, you know, it feels like the, the, the wheel size and the tires that come from the factory now are the ones that you guys were putting on trucks 10 years ago. Uh, but, you know, I talked with um, a bunch of the Jeep guys, right? And if you're running uh, any of Moab trails right now, it used to be the 35s were big and now, you know, 40s are small. People are running 44s. And, and I look at the trucks and they all look like they need a little bit bigger tire size. Is that something you guys are seeing as engineers or is it something that's yeah. hard to do because of yeah. fuel economy? Have you been talking Thank to you. Mike Simcoe from Design? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if I look at our trail boss, I'm like, that thing needs 35s, you know? And, and, and it seems like that's a lot of money that you guys could be uh, leaving on the table because people want that now. Uh, and, and I'm sure it has to do with like, like you said, I'm guessing it has to do with like fuel economy, reliability, durability. But How many you could do tires? Tires are one of the uh, longest lead items that we have in, in our global vehicle development 
uh, programs and they they take a long time to do but that that's you know um, you've got how much you talked about off-road you've got to have significant amount of rubber uh, off-road so the wheel sizes need to be a little bit smaller um, and so you can have that significant rubber so that you can you can take the damage of, of the off-road now uh, your guys were out with us in uh, a west at the mint 400 and we were running very big tires on that so we we get it and you know maybe um maybe it's back in the shop right now getting even bigger ones on it so we're, we're seeing that trend too uh looking to accommodate it the, the other part is you we've got a lot of things to to take into consideration not just the fuel economy and that piece of it but also the you know we uh with our customers with the safety piece of it and how those tires, their sizes and how they react. And when you're uh, getting a frontal crash with these things, it's all about how that tire gets sucked up in the wheel and everything else. So, um, you know, we balance that, that whole equation uh, for our customers, uh, safety wise first, fuel economy, um, everything they want, looks, you know, all of that's in there. So that's, that's a lineup. It's a, uh, Tough day. Have you guys ever seen a crash test? Yeah, we well, we do a lot of stories on crash testing. So yeah. we and so it's just how that tire reacts and all that stuff. It's so it's 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 really important. We we know that bigger is better, and that we'll get them uh, you know uh, accommodated in the architectures as best we can, but not in a in a it's it's never going to be in a huge way. I don't think. Okay. Well, I, I think you guys touched on a lot of questions I had because I was looking at my list and I think power, um, off-road ability, interiors, uh, where people you know, really um, are focusing on nicer interior designs. I think you've addressed all those and uh, I really appreciate you guys joining us for this very important topic. Yeah, I appreciate and, uh, you. go ahead, Roman. Oh, I'm just saying, I, I really appreciate you guys talking through us in the full-size um, SUVs because I think that's gonna, uh, that's, it might, you know, if I'm reading the tea leaves and I kind of look at my job as figuring out, you know, where the, where our, our viewers and our, our customers are going, right? And I, and, I, and I look at that and I kind of feel like you guys got there before I did. <laughs> so congratulations. But I think those big trucks uh, seem to be uh, really uh, where people are at right now because you're, you're providing a lot of value, you're providing a lot of utility and you're providing a lot of fuel economy uh, and it, it's something I think customers are going to be looking for more and more, especially as we get through this and, and you know, um, value is going to become a much bigger equation in a lot of people's mindsets, right? Before when probably people could afford to have multiple vehicles for multiple purposes, it's going to become one vehicle. So I'm, I'm super excited for you guys to roll those out uh, and, um, you know, kind of the right truck at the right time. That, that's the feeling I have about the biggest. We're super excited about them too. And uh, Jim and the team's doing a great job. Uh, switching the plan over and getting those out and you know uh, they're going to hit the ground running and that'll be great uh, you know thank you guys for thank you guys for uh, the questions thank you guys for for loving trucks you know you're right in the heart of uh, what gets you know me out of bed in the morning and and uh, you know working with the great uh, team of General Motors both Chevrolet GMC and and Cadillac to to provide these great vehicles and and uh I do have one question for you, uh, Roman. Are you uh, are you uh, getting out and biking and running and swimming, or are you did you hang up the triathlon cleats, or are you going to meet me in Traverse City here in August uh, to to 
Thanks for asking. I, I, you know, I appreciate that. I've actually, to stay sane, I go running every morning. So I've been, I've been, I've been actually running a lot more. Uh, and it's getting harder and harder because I feel bad passing people. Because in Colorado, we have to have a, you know, the face thing on. Uh, uh -huh. so, um, uh, I really have a hard time breathing with that over my face. And so I've gotten to the point where I go out at 6.30 now when there's nobody out there. So I'm not like passing people. <laughs> it's, it's all this new social stuff that's happening. It's really weird. Like we've got this big path, right? And sometimes you'll pass somebody and they'll, they'll like go 15 feet off the path. Yeah, same thing here. That, but it feels really awkward. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Heck yeah. Keep it up and, and for your viewers and for everybody that, you know, uh, in these times, that's uh, super important to get out, exercise, get outside, see, uh, see what's going on, be safe, social distancing and the like. But, um, you know, it, uh, this too shall pass one day. And, and I'm glad that you're getting out and, and all of you should be uh, getting the exercise. So I really appreciate it. I think and for me, it keeps me sane, you know, I mean, it, it's the <laughs> one thing, it's the one constant in my life. So at least it I has been, it is a secret weapon for, uh, for those a few of us uh, ninjas. <laughs> so yeah, let's let's do it. I'd love I'd love right. to get out there. Right, Traverse City, I'll see you there. And the other thing I miss, I don't know about you guys, but I would kill for like a, a, a like meeting Andre and Nathan at a local wings store, <laughs> a beer and a big old plate of wings, and you know, and just talking. That sounds good. When we can do it, we'll we'll come up. I gave Andre some T-shirts. He promised me he was going to take me on the the Ike challenge. I've got the sticker on the back of my computer here. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd love to come out there. And I'll, we'd love uh, to have you. I'll even buy. <laughs> we'd love, we'd love to have you. Uh, uh, and it would be cool to actually have somebody, you know, um, that that is uh, in charge of developing these vehicles. Help, you know, help us figure out how we could do our tests better, so that you, know, you and our viewers both, you know, get more out of it. Anything you need. Thanks so much, and stay safe. Godspeed. Yeah. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks. Thank you. Stay healthy. Have a great afternoon. Bye-bye. What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.